All right. We're going to move on to our last segment for today. You guys, um, there's been so much talk at running back between Clyde and Pacheco, but are we overlooking McKinnon's contributions? Are they flying under the radar? We saw a tweet this week where he had two blocks on one play last weekend. Are we not giving him enough credit? Yeah, he's their most important running back. I wasn't prepared to say that before the year. Most important? <laughs> Whoa. He is. he is. He does more than everyone else. He runs the ball a little. He's not as effective as Pacheco. He's their best pass catcher, and he's best pass blocker by a mile. So he's taken over the pass catching duties from Klein. He does all the pass blocking duties over both guys. And the other two guys, he's t- so Clyde was supposed to be the pass catcher. Jarek's taking that away. The runner is still Pacheco, but he's got one job, man. That's his job. He catches zero passes and they don't ask him to be in pass blocking and third down situation. McKinnon has more, has a bigger job, a more important job for this team than him. I'm not saying Pacheco won't get more carries or more snaps in a given game, but McKinnon's their, their more important running back. And he's done a really good job this year. Yeah, it's it's to me less about the production. It's really easy to talk about the production now because he's had two really good games. We know how 12 catches in last two, right? Yeah, 12 catches for 96 yards. You have the Titans game. We know how that played out. It turned into sort of a check down game and knowing he's going to be in on third downs. He got a lot of catches, six for 40 yards and then six for 56 against Jacksonville. But here's what's interesting about Pacheco taking over as the lead back. Him. He and Clyde don't share a lot of similarities stylistically, right? Pacheco is a north-south runner. He's got that quick burst. He doesn't have as much wiggle. He's not going to make as many guys miss, but he is going to get upfield. He's going to hit those gaps, and he's going to sort of explode for those big plays downfield when he gets the opportunity. Clyde, at least in theory, is supposed to be the one who you can get out in space, and he'll make somebody miss, and he's supposed to be a pass catcher. From a skill set point of view, Clyde actually matches up better with Jarek McKinnon. Like there are more, there, there's more overlap between their skill sets than there are with Clyde and Pacheco. So if Pacheco is to be the lead back, Clyde really is behind the eight ball because you would at least then say, okay, well, Pacheco's not a pass catcher. So maybe there's still a role for Clyde. Well, Jarek's a better pass catcher than Clyde as well. So that's why I do sort of wonder if he's not going to have six receptions every single game. But knowing he's your third down back, he is highly, highly reliable as a pass blocker. There's just going to be a role for him. And now it feels like there's an increased opportunity for him to be more involved in the pass game. So it probably is like guys like him. It's just sort of like offensive linemen. If your number one trade is blocking, you're, you're a little bit farther down the list of guys who are going to credit or talk about on a week to week basis, but he was but his role has been invaluable. Uh, his role has been highly, highly valuable and something that neither one of the other backs on this team can really fill. I think that's what's interesting about it is like, you know, we probably should have seen it coming because who was the most important running back for the Chiefs in the playoffs last year? Jarek. Yeah, it was when the time came and he was healthy, man. They went to him more than anyone else. That was it. That was just it coming into this season. My skepticism with him wasn't really a skill set thing. It was health. Man, this guy missed like three full seasons due to injury. He's never, I think, coming into this season when the Pacheco train was really running wild, I said, man, this guy, he hasn't had more than uh, 80. He hasn't had more than 80 carries in a game since 2017. I'm like, are we really sure this is the guy? And it's we, we've learned that he is the guy, just not in the sense that maybe we thought he was going to be. He's not 
really doing much running the football, but yet he has still carved out an incredibly valuable role. Another sign to never pay running backs. Jerick McKinnon's <laughs> of the world are available all the time. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh round pick. Can you so- imagine like what would happen if McKinnon did get injured? Like, what do you do then? Uh, you throw the Clyde a lot more, I guess. And the pass blocking is, I guess, again, the bigger concern there. Yeah. Michael Burton might get some more playing time. Has Michael Burton, has has his, uh, we haven't talked enough about Michael Burton. Let's do a good 10 minutes here on Michael Burton. (laughs) His snaps went down this year. Do we need to look into that a little bit? Well, he's not as good on those fourth and one, uh, those third and one runs. So, you know, play, play dictates it, Nick. What do you want to do? Also, nobody else in the NFL uses fullbacks. So maybe Andy's finally catching up to that notion all by himself. Uh, He hasn't played more than nine snaps in a game, and that was week one. RIP to Michael Burton. It was a good run, man. Good run. I will say this. How about this? Here's a good tie-in. Michael Burton, last year, that epic game between the Chiefs and Chargers in L.A., scored a touchdown. So... Hello. Maybe, maybe this is the time for Andy to, to dig back into his bag of tricks, especially knowing uh, might be a little shorthanded with pass catchers. Should we put a little maybe. wager on it? Put maybe some. Uh, he shines again. Put some money in the gambling apps. What do you think an anytime touchdown for Michael Burton's going for right now? Pretty good. Be, I'll tell you, I don't know what the number will be, but I promise you it will be the last name mentioned. That's a guarantee. <laughs> I could probably pull it up that quick. I would bet you. Um, would, I'll bet you five bucks. It's the last name mentioned. I'll bet you it's like the four. last name. Out of yes, any player for either team. Cody, he plays four snaps a game. He gets one touch max for like one yards to negative one yards. That's the range of outcomes for him. Uh, let's see. Okay, touch well, here's touch. a fun follow-up question. What's going to be the the most unexpected name to score a touchdown for the Chiefs this weekend? Unexpected. Unexpected. Um, Skymore. <laughs> Sky Moore. Okay. Uh, you guys know my answer. Do you want me to even say it or Jody Fortson? Fortson? <laughs> he had a fumble last week. I think Mahomes is going to say, Hey, let's get you right. Oh, right. Uh, as of when we're recording it, the anytime touchdown props aren't out yet. So, all right, we'll check. That's that. unfortunate. Uh, I don't think I'm going to put money on Burton though. Maybe a little sprinkle. No. A sprinkle. Well, five bucks to win like eight million based on the, the number of snaps. <laughs> Let's get wild. <laughs> Speaking of wild guys, what are our predictions for Sunday? And we're going to up the ante here. Also, who is going to be your player to have a game? MVP, well, I, whatever you, know, you want to call I like, it. I like it. Player to have a game similar to that is our post game one, which is game balls or. Um, Sometimes game balls, sometimes team MVP. Doesn't matter. We we'll call it whatever winners, we want. Winners, losers. Winners and losers. Um, even I can't remember because we've changed the name <laughs> like three times. Uh, I I think the Chiefs are going to win. I just think it's close. I I really meant that. We started the show and I said every game's close. This one's going to be close too. I think it'll be thirty to twenty-seven. So I still think the Chiefs get to the number. I don't think the Chargers defense is playing well enough, but I still think the Chargers can do enough things offensively, especially with Eckler, Keenan Allen, whoever. Right. A majority or more guys for their defense or their offense being healthy still makes me think they're putting points on the board. But for the closer, I think finally the Chiefs get a turnover that matters. And I'm going to tell you that Trent McDuffie gets the game-winning pick to close it out in the final drive. Chiefs take the lead. Herbert tries to go down for the win. And instead, our guy, Trent McDuffie, gets it and seals the game. I would love a game-winning pick. Those are the best. Not even just like the one where he gets to slide down. It just ends it, but he doesn't have to do any other work. 
Okay. Um, I, 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 Trent McDuffie's a good one and it's topical because we've already brought him up. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to share you guys uh, a little deep dive into the numbers. Again, this was part of my late night uh, research from, from last like study sesh. Uh, the Chiefs have played four road games and they have scored at least 40 points in three of them. Good God. These are road dogs, man. They're road warriors. There's something about getting out on the road that brings the best out of this team and the factor in the count that it's a divisional game. So I'm saying another 40, uh, 40 burger for the Chiefs. I'm going to go 41. Wow. Jeez. 41 to 35. 41 to 35 classic okay. shootout between two highly talented. So if I'm going a 40 burger, that means somebody is having a big game. MVS or Kelsey, who's going off for you? Oh, no, 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 Cody. <laughs> Don't try to get in my head, man. I game ball. My, my preemptive game ball is going to go to Isaiah Pacheco. Let's wow. go. Okay. Breakout game for Isaiah Pacheco. I think he, I'm going to say, I'm going to say he gets 88 yards, two touchdowns for Isaiah Pacheco. Woo. But okay. Think about Good. that. Taking some risks today. Um, right, finish us off. Okay, guys. Well, in my research, Nick, since the Herbert Mahomes head to head matchups, no team has scored less than 20 points and no team has scored more than 38 points. Ooh. So wow, look at that stat, better. Nick. Way better than my research. <laughs> I'm going Chiefs 34, Chargers 27. Um, this game was in December last year. And leading up to it, Kelsey had kind of been quiet. And on another show, I go, Kelsey's going to have a huge game. He had 10 receptions, 191 yards, and two touchdowns, one of which was the game winner in overtime. I'm going Kelsey to have a, another huge game against the Chargers. He thrives in prime time. I'm looking for a big game from 87. Let's go. I don't know how we feel about Joe Buck on this podcast. I know a lot of people in Kansas City can't stand him for that World Series stuff, but I'll tell you what. He was on the call for that game, and his call of that game-winning touchdown Very good. was <laughs> awesome. Because so he, good. Here was the entire call. Mahomes, Kelsey, good night. That was the whole call. <laughs> and everybody's just going crazy. Oh, my gosh. I've, I've watched that play probably 10 times since then. I love that call. It gives me goosebumps. Plus it's funny Kelsey's reaction. Call. What what did he do in the end zone? He was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know what, what it is, is that. I don't what know, but it looked cool." And no that's all that <laughs> Are you it sure it looked like. cool because he did it and not like if you did that, Nick, in the workplace after well, having? Yeah, some we do, we uh, don't look cool. No, uh, <laughs> Kelsey does looks cool. Do you think I could pull off one of his pregame? Of course not. I was I was at an event with him like a month ago for that cake thing. And he was like, I looked like a garbage person. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and he was in sweats. They were just really nice sweats he without a single wrinkle in them, without a single piece of lint on them, <laughs> not a crease, not a nothing. They looked so clean. Like they, like he put them on after he got out of the car. Like it doesn't even make sense. You sat, right? Didn't they, wouldn't they get a little jostled somewhere along the way? No, no, right. not a single thing, not a single hair out of place. I would love to just, I don't know how often these guys wear fits. Like I would assume a lot of them wear it once and then I don't know, give it away. I don't think I would fit into it. Kelsey's got a few inches on me and a few. Yeah. Else. I just want one of his outfits. So one of his outfits, I want to wear it once and then I'll, I'll donate it to charity. 
You know, we have a baseball guest on ours as our NFL insider on our show. Let's ask Vinny Pasquantino if one thing he got from Italy you can wear after he decides he doesn't want it anymore. No, he's a baseball player who just came into money. And this is we're getting too into the weeds now, but he's not going to give me Kelsey's had money for a while. So I feel like he's my better chance. Good choice. Well, Nick, yeah. you've, you've put it out there. It's out there. Let's see if it comes back. You're listening, Kelsey. Can I please have your clothes? <laughs> just one outfit. They'll be way too big. He's going to need to get yeah. them tailored. Well, guys, this was fun. Thank you all for listening to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. As always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. That is Cody Tapp. He is Nick Schwartz. I'm Kayla Canaram, and we will be back with you all on Monday for live game reaction and more. Enjoy the weekend, everybody.